Yo, 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 yo. Microphone check one, two. Microphone check one, two. My name is Adek Mill, and I am back <laughs> with another episode of Can't Get Enough Of. And we just going to jump right into this. I know it's been a while, but uh, this is. This is this is the one that breaks the ice. So I would first like to start off by saying, uh, Brianna Taylor, uh, to you, to your family, uh, what your family has to go through now is daunting. It's traumatic, and I do wish them peace, and I do send them my deepest. And most sincere condolences. Uh, and for that, I would like to begin by saying your name and just having a brief moment of silence uh, for you in this time. So uh, we're going to have a moment of silence right now for Brianna Taylor and all other victims of police brutality and victims of white supremacy. All right. This 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 is the one that puts me right back in a space where I have to just utilize my voice, utilize utilize my platform. Uh, I've 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 been away for a while and trying to figure out when to come back, what to talk about. Uh, being in the process of coming up with content and it not feeling right, but uh, this one moves me and it's it's been going on all year and now we're at a place where you know i i don't i don't even know as far as where we go next with dealing with police brutality with dealing with white supremacy and the system of white supremacy and all of its pillars that uphold it uh Brianna Taylor, we have to say her name. We have to say the names of all victims of white supremacy. Uh, because it's, it's important that we hold their names up, that we hold their memory up. Because we have to, we cannot continue to allow this. You know, back in the day, when we think about our ancestors, when we think about freedom fighters, they had their names too. And there were many points where a line has to be clearly drawn. Uh, when we're failed at every level, uh, socially, economically, uh, politically, we have to do something. You know, and, you know, I, I'm going to break down the entire situation, but just catching up from where we are now. I am not shocked that she didn't receive justice. Every part of this process, uh, from the police to the judicial system, failed. And part of me believes that it failed. Well, we know that it failed because it's, desi it's designed 
to fail black people, but it failed intentionally. At every part, it had an opportunity to be right, to do right, to have due, due diligence. It, it, it went the opposite direction. Miss Breonna Taylor, we found out about her story. Uh, her story was in between Ahmaud Aubrey and George Floyd. And what was what made her situation different from those two gentlemen? Uh, immediately, the immediate difference is that the other two were caught on film, and because the officers and the officers that went to her house on March thirteenth failed to utilize their body cameras uh, basically the system that is designed to protect them was able to do it <laughs> the exact way it was designed to um, so let me just take you uh, back to that day uh, back to that moment on March 13th Brianna Taylor and her boyfriend Keith Walker were in bed. Uh, you know, uh, whatever day they had, you know, they wind it down. Miss Brianna Taylor was a ER tech, and we have to give context to the time. Uh, March thirteenth, we were in the midst of coronavirus, in the midst of an ep epidemic at the very beginning, uh, where it started to get out of hand uh, where you know the reports of the death toll was going up and up and up the reports of people who were uh, who were contracting coronavirus I think that's the right word uh, if it's not so help me God uh, but the people who were getting coronavirus were going up and up and up and the country was starting to shut down. This sister had to work in an ER, had to deal with that, was dealing with that. And this sister was young. She was 26 years old. So on March 13, as the world is imploding, literally the world, as the country is, is imploding, literally the entire country, the sister went to bed with her boyfriend, Keith. Then they heard banging at the door. They asked, who was it? Who's banging at the door? Uh, in the past, Miss Brianna Taylor had an ex who was in illegal activities. And Keith expressed fear that it could be him at the door for whatever reason. Police had not identified themselves. They were there because they were executing a no-knock warrant. They believed 
that there were drugs being dealed and packaged to and from the house. And their primary target was the ex-boyfriend of Breonna Taylor. So, like any man would lawfully you're scared your girlfriend's scared it's the middle of the night in between 12 and 1 o'clock in the morning Uh, he did what any American in this country would do he exercised his right to bear arms and to protect his grounds so Keith grabbed his gun uh, and due to no one announcing themselves he issued a warning shot he issued a warning shot saying hey I don't know who you are you have not identified yourself please go away police then broke into the door fired blindly Blindly into the house Didn't know Where they were shooting What they were shooting Usually on no knock uh, warrants There is an ambulance present Just in case it goes left Just in case uh, Shots are fired Just in case someone is shot, you have the ambulance there to treat that person. Quick question. Why was Louisville police serving a no-knock warrant and dismissed the ambulance that was supposed to be on scene? They said to the ambulance that you can go away. That's not normal. That's not standard. It's not standard. Especially because, you know, police, when they issue these warrants, they believe they are going into a dangerous situation in which they may, the chances of them being fired on are more likely. The chances of, you know, when when there's drugs involved, of evidence being destroyed is highly likely. They were going into an environment where they expected danger to be on the other side of the door. However, they still called off the ambulance. We have to ask why when we look at that. When we break down this story, as we break down this story, we have to ask why did the police tell the ambulance to leave? Why wasn't there an ambulance on the scene? That's important. Because now I have to look at their intentions. What did they intend to do with no ambulance present. 
Was it their intentions to kill? I don't think that's an I don't think that's a far off assumption, conclusion, whatever you want to call it. Educated guess. Because that didn't make any sense. So you have no ambulance on scene and you fire into this house. Unfortunately, Breonna Taylor was struck by gunfire. Her boyfriend, Keith Walker, called 911. So police fired into a house and they they didn't check to see one if it was clear and two if they hit anything. This brother had to call 911 just to get help. When there are police on the scene, he said to 911, someone just uh, knocked in my door and shot my girlfriend. That doesn't sound like someone who knew it was police at the door. That doesn't sound like someone who heard police identify themselves as police. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. So this sister, this brother had to call 911 for an ambulance. And this sister for the tune of about 20 to 30 minutes, had received no medical attention from the police. They did nothing. They didn't care. They did not care about this life, about this body, about this sister, about this black woman dead on the floor when I'm sure all that night she wanted to do was probably go to sleep with her boyfriend. She was entitled to that. We're entitled to life liberally liberty and the pursuit of happiness they took that away from her so she received no medical attention and they end up arresting uh, Keith Walker for attempted murder on a police officer. Those charges were later dismissed. Here's the kicker. The individual that they were looking for, who they were there to serve the warrant on, was already in custody. Already in custody. Think about that. Now, this sister literally lost her life for nothing. 
And I said, March. I said, we're, we're going through months and months of inaction. April goes by, May goes by, June goes by, July, August. Here we are in September. The Attorney General has said they have been investigating and that charges were pending. The police issued a state of emergency. And you just have to, you really have to understand white supremacy. You really have to understand its infrastructures. They issued a state of emergency prior to the outcome of the charges, prior to the grand juries. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Because they know that justice has no favor for black people in this country. They know the system itself is designed to fail black people, black men, black women, black boys, black girls. So they call a state of emergency. They get the National Guard involved. Heavy police presence. Curfew issued. Because they know Breonna Taylor is not going to get any justice. And these black people are going to get mad. When the thing is, you haven't seen us actually mad. You haven't seen us actually pissed. And that's what you're afraid of. But you keep pushing us. White supremacy keeps pushing us to the edge. Why? It comes off as a sort of arrogance and cockiness. No matter what we do to you, you're not, you, you won't explode. Let's see how far we can push you. Let's see how much we can truly inflict on you before you explode, before you implode in a rage, in a fury. And then we get to really use the systems that we have in order to put you in your place. They haven't seen anything. But they, they want to find out. They want to find out. Why aren't these people getting... Because that's how they give it up. Look at history. And it's like, you can't fathom black people getting to that point of anger, black people feeling that unjust, but history has shown that you guys, you people, do it all the time. So they call a state of emergency because they expect black people to be black people to be tired. 
Black people to be frustrated. Black people to be furious. Black people to be enraged. Black people to be screaming. Black people to be rioting. Black people to be in the streets marching together. Because we're going to get justice or else. We're going to get equality or else. We're going to get equity or else. And then they tell us what the charges were. Now, prior to that, which was a little strange to me, which is, you know, the family received a $12 million settlement. Again, they're putting a price on it. And here's my thing with settlements. You're forcing the taxpayers to carry the burden of negligence caused by the police department how about we start taking that money out of their pensions taking it from the unions how about we do that instead of taking it from the taxpayers who had nothing to do with the process of these race soldiers of these white supremacists inflicting evil on black people because there's black people in Louisville why are they paying for this? So that was funny money. We don't often see settlements happen before it goes to, uh, before the criminal proceeding is over with. That happened. Then the charges come about. Basically, they said Brianna Taylor isn't worth isn't worth her life didn't matter. She wasn't worth it because the charges that were uh, given were about bullets being fired into neighboring houses. Not bullets being fired into a black woman for no reason. Neighbors, walls, walls are more important than this sister's life. 26 years young. Working in the ER during a pandemic that was growing. That's who was killed. Put herself in that position to help people. And this system only wor worries about helping itself and white people. We have to be real. So it, it pains me. It makes me upset. I sat on my ass too long. 
I can't be quiet anymore. I can't. It's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. It's too irresponsible for me not to speak up. I can't say this is my gift and allow things like this to happen and not say anything. It's wrong. And it's created a lot of dialogue. You know, we we have to look at black women, how they are treated. Uh, Malcolm X's quote about black women being the most unprotected in this country. We have to see it through that lens. Black women are vulnerable. Every single day. And that vulnerability doesn't take away from the vulnerability that I face as a black man in this country, in this world. But she's vulnerable too. She's vulnerable too. And that is important. If we are here to protect, we have to figure out ways of doing it together. Together as black men, together with black women. We we are vulnerable. And I'm not of the belief that we should pit one's vulnerability over another. I just don't see that as the fight to have. Who's more oppressed? I don't see that as the fight to have between black men and black women. Because at the end of the day, it isn't right. Either way, even if I'm a little bit Less or a little bit more, either way it goes. With it, however you want to argue, it's already we're still talking about being less than, and that's not the fight I'm gonna have with a black woman. We may have disagreements, but that's not the fight that we're gonna have because we can't afford that fight anymore. One, because we have to protect. We have to protect our women. We have to protect each other as black men. We have to draw a line in the sand and say, this won't be tolerated. You can't go past here and think it's okay. Inside the circle and especially outside the circle. 
Breonna Taylor. That sister was vulnerable. And I just, I am grateful in many ways that she had a brother who was not scared, who didn't blink, who in a time when it is easy to leave our black women unprotected, protected her the best way he knew how. We need more of that. More of that energy. We need to ride out for our sisters like that. We need to ride out for our uh, our women like that. Our loved ones. That's how you do it. Breonna Taylor. Should be alive today. Should be alive today. 26. (sighs) Sheesh. You know, I had a whole bunch of not like a whole bunch, but maybe a few other points that I wanted to interject. But I got to let it sit right there. Breonna Taylor. Black women. Black men. Black boys. Black girls. Black lives. Black lives. Black lives. 